everybody, this is my introduction segment so that I can put an advertisement after this before the regular show starts. Um, so thank you all for being here. I'm going to talk about some wildcard weekend playoffs because as you probably saw, unless you've been living under a rock, the Patriots just lost to the Titans. <coughs> my goodness. So what was going on with that? And plus, what's going to happen in the NFL Tomorrow, with the Saints, Vikings, and Seahawks, Eagles. Or maybe today, depending on when you're listening to it. Maybe in the past, depending on when you're listening to it. I don't know. I don't really care. The point is, an advertisement's about to play. So here you go. Welcome, everybody, and happy Wild Card Weekend. And what a wild, wild card weekend it has been. I honestly hate when people use that pun, but I'll be honest. Today, it was pretty wild on the first Saturday of the playoffs. We had first... Texans versus Bills, and what a game it was. Bills jumped out to an early 16-0 lead. Texans came back. I picked the Texans to win that game, and Josh Allen made some mistakes. Texans ended up winning it in overtime, but I had to give it to Josh Allen. I really respect what he did in this game. He played tough. He is a leader. He is um, he's a competitor. Uh, obviously not not the best, and I wasn't his biggest fan after he was drafted, saying he was, I think, the fifth best draft prospect in his class, which was universally lower than he was considered, but I like Josh Allen. He's he's a good quarterback for, you know, the Bills. And then we had the Patriots and the Titans. Now, in my bracket for the playoffs, I picked the Patriots to not only beat the Titans, I picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Okay, I'll get into who I picked them to beat in the from the NFC side later on, but I picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl and my reason why I, you know, I wasn't sure if that was going to happen, but I did not expect the Tennessee Titans to come out and beat them. I saw a lot of people picking the Titans. I thought it was ludicrous, and the people that did pick the Patriots Mostly we're picking them on the grounds of just faith in Brady and Belichick. Why not? The two of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, just faith in them to beat the Titans at home. But people weren't mentioning the fact that the Patriots had the number one defense in the NFL. Stephon Gilmore, one of the best cornerbacks, if not the best cornerback in the NFL. Amazing defense. Yes, at home. Yes, Tom Brady. And I thought that... Um, you know, they're, they're playing against a 9-7 and seven Titans team at home in wildcard weekend in what could potentially be, I don't think it's going to be, but what could potentially be Tom Brady's last game. And I thought that, you know, playoff time, they had a tune-up loss against the Dolphins, and they had, I thought they were going to have receivers ready to ball out. I was ready for Mohamed Sanu to have a big day. I was ready for Nikhil Harry to have a big day. Obviously, Julian Edelman was disappointing. He had a big drop. But so for those reasons, I thought the Patriots were going to turn it up and win their seventh Lombardi trophy. And I don't like the Patriots. I would hate to see that happen. But I was just being real. That's what I thought was going to happen. And here I sit at 10-22 and Ryan Tannehill knocks off the Patriots. Good job, Ryan. Uh... Of all the quarterbacks that have beaten Tom Brady, we look at this list of quarterbacks to beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, you know, um, uh, why, why, can't, why can't I think right now? Nick Foles, uh, Mark Sanchez. It, it's a somewhat a weird list of quarterbacks who have beaten 
Tom Brady in the playoffs. Well, add another weird one into the mix. Ryan Tannehill. There you go. If you told me last year that Ryan Tannehill would be beating Tom Brady in a playoff game, I would have called you nuts because that is insane. What Ryan Tannehill, I'm not going to say it was what Ryan Tannehill did, okay? Because we all know who the workhorse was, Derrick Henry, the 2015 Heisman Trophy winner out of Alabama. We all know that it was mostly him, uh, plus obviously great defense from the Titans, but Derrick Henry carrying that offense, maybe the best pure rusher in the NFL. I won't say best running back in the NFL because that's reserved for the man out of Stanford who won me my fantasy football league. Thank you, C-Mac. So, no, I will not be saying that um, Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL. He is one of the best running backs in the NFL, and he is maybe the best pure rusher in the NFL, the way that he runs downhill and um, cruises over defenders, essentially. And Ryan Tannehill did it. I mean, there were a lot of times where he could have screwed the game up and he came close but he didn't screw it up and sometimes when you're playing the Patriots at Foxborough that's all you can ask for to not be the one who screws it up and plays into their hands yes Tannehill threw a pick it didn't end up costing them that much because of a key Julian Edelman drop and the Titans defense held up so much Um, really to me the key point in this game was when it was 10 to 7 New England and they had the ball on the Titans goal line, chance to make it 17 to 7, take all the momentum in Foxborough, force the Titans to start throwing the ball, uh, you know, rely a little bit less on Derrick Henry and put the ball in the hands of Ryan Tannehill under a little bit of pressure and they couldn't do it. They got stopped. And the Patriots found themselves down, the Titans controlled the clock. And we all know what happened. I'm not going to spend time too much time summarizing the game because pretty much everyone watched it, I would, th- I would think. I would hope you all watched that game because it was a great game. Um, and yes, it did put a smile on my face seeing the Titans beat the Patriots 20-13. Tom Brady throwing a, final, a pick six in his final pass. So what does this mean for the rest of the NFL moving forward? Well, don't take my advice for it because I picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. So really, what do I know? I can just talk about what how this may go, and it'll probably be wrong. But Chiefs are playing the Texans. Okay, I don't see the Texans winning. I think that the, the Chiefs and the Ravens are on a way higher level than anyone else in the AFC. I think that's becoming evident. I think the Chiefs beat the, uh, the Texans. And I think that the Ravens are going to be too much for the Titans, okay? We all know about Lamar Jackson, MVP, yada, yada, yada. He's the best. And the Ravens are going to win their first playoff game, at least, at home. That's when we get to the AFC Championship. And that's when I think Ravens-Chiefs, that is going to be an amazing game, assuming it gets to that. It's going to be played at the M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, This is where I think that Kansas City wins, actually. I think Kansas City goes to Super Bowl 54. We're on 54. My goodness. This will be like my 12th year watching the Super Bowl. It's insane. Time flies, guys. Time flies when you're having fun watching Tom Brady and like more than half the Super Bowls I've ever watched or something like that. Um, Let's see. I've watched him in six Super Bowls. Because he's been in nine. I don't think I watched his first three. 
So I've seen him in six. I've watched like 12 or 13. So yeah, about 50% have had Tom Brady in it. But this one won't have Tom Brady in it. And that's the important part. Um, And I see people on Instagram, in the comments everywhere, defending Tom Brady and saying he still has six rings. He's still one of the greatest, if not the greatest, to ever do it. Yes, we know, everybody. We, we understand that. We understand that Tom Brady's still Tom Brady. And we understand that he's still the Messiah but just let us be happy for once that the Patriots lost. All right, we understand that they're still the greatest dynasty in NFL history, and Brady and Belichick are two of the greatest to ever do it, but just let us enjoy the fact that they just lost on wild card weekend, and we don't need to worry about them winning a seventh. That would be a lot. We don't have to worry about them winning a seventh Super Bowl. So that gets me back. That doesn't get me back, actually, but here we are back at Chiefs-Ravens. Lamar Jackson's playoff experience consists of an awful start against the Chargers. It was really awful until about the fourth quarter. He padded his stats a little bit, but we all know that that was a horrible start from Lamar Jackson. I do think he will get his playoff win, and I think he'll keep it really close against the Chiefs, but the Chiefs' defense is greatly improved, and the Ravens' defense is obviously good, but it hasn't been in the second half of the season, necessarily at an elite level consistently, I want to say. And Patrick Mahomes, I have more faith in him than maybe any other quarterback in the playoffs right now. Patrick Mahomes is the man, and I just think that the Chiefs are going to get this win over the Ravens. The Ravens, Lamar will probably win a Super Bowl at some point. I just don't think this is the year. I mean... This is faulty analysis, but when have I not had faulty analysis? The Ravens haven't lost a game in a really long time. It feels like they're due for a loss. It feels like the Chiefs are due for a Super Bowl appearance. It feels like the Chiefs' defense is improving. Andy Reid is still one of the best coaches in the game. Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks in the game. He was turned away in Foxborough last year. There's no Brady to deny him this year. I think the Chiefs are headed to Super Bowl 54. From the NFC side... Tomorrow, or well, Sunday morning, we have Saints-Vikings. And Drew Brees, this year is your shot. With Brady making a first-round exit, playing poorly, and maybe being nearing retirement, this, is, this year is Drew Brees' shot to be considered the GOAT in a lot of people's eyes. I mean, I've been saying Drew Brees is the greatest quarterback of all time for a while now, but... In many people's eyes, it's still Brady, and I can't blame them for that. You know, it's six Super Bowls compared to one, and that is a promising factor for Brady. But if Breeze can go out, play well, and win a Super Bowl this year, after setting all these records, hey, this is Drew Breeze's chance to really cement. His legacy's been cemented, uh, and he's going to have a Hall of Fame career no matter what. One of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterback of all time, no matter what. But... You get my point. This can really add to his legacy, tacking on another Super Bowl win. That being said, I'm scared for this game against the Vikings. I'll say it. I mean, Kirk Cousins will be playing in a dome. He won't have to face necessarily, um, you know, Kirk Cousins won't have to be facing the elements, I suppose, which is something that could throw a quarterback like Kirk Cousins off. I get. I don't know if that makes sense. But it seems like Kirk Cousins has been playing well lately. I think he has the third highest passer rating in the NFL. Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs in the NFL. Definitely a top five running back. Obviously, they have Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, and the Minneapolis miracle man himself, Stephon Diggs, 
pair it with a good defense, you've got the Minnesota Vikings. And the Saints, it, it's, it really does scare me with New Orleans. I think they'll win the game, yes. But this is a game where, listen, the Saints didn't expect necessarily to be here on wildcard weekend. They were one yard away from Jacob Hollister and the Seahawks from not having to play tomorrow. And unfortunately, they are playing tomorrow, and they might get caught up looking ahead, lose to the Vikings in what would really be a horrendous loss because it's, you know, the time is numbered for Drew Brees, and time is numbered. I don't know if that expression makes sense, but you, I think you all understand what I'm trying to say. And the Saints... Who's their number one receiver? I That's obvious. Michael Thomas. Who's their number two receiver? Maybe not as obvious. They didn't have a second receiver besides... My, Michael Thomas got 146 passes in the regular season. Set the record. They didn't have... <coughs> they didn't have another receiver catch more than 30 passes. Okay, we're looking at either Ted Ginn or Traquan Smith for their number two wide receiver spot. It looked like they were going to sign Antonio Brown. It didn't happen. Um, and when Jared Cook, your tight end, is your second leading receiver, and you're playing these playoff teams, you have elite secondaries and elite defenses. They may be able to shut down your number one receiver, number one receiver Michael Thomas. And if that happens, well, they're gonna have to get Alvin Kamara more involved. I know that Alvin Kamara has been a big part of their offense throughout this whole season, but I think he only has one touchdown since week three of this season, or something ridiculous like that. They need to get uh, weapons like Taysom Hill, which they do, involved, and especially Alvin Kamara involved, because we know that this is a team that doesn't have the best wide receiver core outside of Michael Thomas, and if they're only relying on Michael Thomas and maybe Jared Cook, well, that scares me. So I think the Saints will beat the Vikings. I think it'll be closer than a lot of people are expecting. Obviously, it's the largest margin spread of any game over wildcard weekend, I think the Saints will win. I don't necessarily think that they'll cover. And then Lincoln Financial Field for the Seahawks and the Eagles. I've seen a lot of people disrespecting the Seahawks, picking the Eagles, not even really giving the Seahawks a chance. But, man, this is Russell Wilson. And I don't know if there's any quarterback I'd rather have in this playoffs than Russell Wilson. Beast Mode is back. Is he good? I don't think so. Uh, I mean... He, obviously, he's still good, but maybe like 78 overall Madden rating good. I know they gave him an 87. That's ridiculous. He's got to be way lower than that in Madden. I mean, come on. The guy hasn't played in over a year, essentially. But it's Russell Wilson, and we all know that um, they have receivers who can make big plays in the playoffs. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Um, obviously, we haven't seen DK Metcalf in the playoff, but he's been known to make big plays throughout this season. The key here is if the Seahawks can get their rushing attack back to where it needs to be. Um, because And I don't think Marshawn is the answer. I, would, I actually think it's Travis Homer. I think that they're need to, going to need to get Travis Homer involved in the rushing game and also keep him involved in the passing game because he's a pretty solid receiving back and he's a good asset to have out of the backfield. But here's the problem. When Travis Homer's in the game, they know that he's a threat to catch the ball. When Marshawn Lynch comes into the game, they know that they're going to hand the ball to Marshawn because 
there he he's not a great receiving back right now and he's not great at blocking right now. He's just and I don't blame him for that, but it's just the facts. He's been out of football for a year. He's rusty receiving, he's rusty blocking. And so I would say that they need to get Travis Homer, his receptions, and maybe try to find a way to get Marshawn involved in the uh, passing game too so that you can open up at least a play action with Marshawn in the game, something they did not do against San Francisco in Week 17, which was just mind-numbing as to why they didn't do that. All eyes are on beast mode. Do a play action. I think that's what they would have done at the one-yard line um, in Week 17 had there not been a delay of game penalty. And the Seahawks' defense always draws concerns, as it should. But let's keep in mind that this is, for the most part, this is Carson Wentz's first playoff game ever. (coughs) And I think the Eagles are going to go with a lot of um, two tight end sets if Zach Ertz plays with Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz and feed the ball to Miles Sanders because I don't think the Eagles' receiving core is necessarily great. So it's going to be a little bit harder to pass on the Seahawks secondary. And if some Seahawks linebackers like Bobby Wagner can take Eagle tight ends out of the game, they'll have a solid shot. But really for me, this just comes down to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. I have faith in them to at least make it past wildcard weekend. So I I won't go in off on my little tangents about the games after this or the divisional and championship rounds. I'll get there when I get there and see what the actual matchups are. But from there, I would have the Saints playing the Packers. I would have the Saints winning that. 49ers playing the Seahawks. 49ers win that. 49ers versus Saints. 49ers win that. And 49ers beat... Chiefs beat 49ers in Super Bowl 54. I'll explain that if that actually pans out. As we go along, I'll talk about it. For now, those are my picks. Um... You know, feel free to talk to me about it. Again, I'm probably wrong, but might as well give it a shot. Okay, welcome back. I'll do a big national championship thing a little bit later and closer to the date because it is next week. But it's going to be LSU versus Clemson, Tigers versus Tigers. It's going to be a good one. Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. Trevor Lawrence never lost a college football game. Never lost a college football game. But Joe Burrow pretty much seems untouchable right now. Throwing for seven touchdowns in the first half against Oklahoma. I saw LSU winning that game and I didn't think it would be close. But I didn't know it would be that big of a blowout. And on the other side of it, Clemson and Ohio State, a college football classic. (coughs) God, that's like my fifth time coughing. I know the Buckeyes aren't big fans of the refs in that game. And maybe they have some good reason to be. But the important thing is, T-Law has still never lost, and Clemson will be playing LSU. So stay tuned for more information about that at a later date. And have a great day, everybody.